This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to That's Bangin', the food and drink podcast of Ireland. Where we talk to some of the brightest culinary minds in the country, as well as people who are just passionate about their food and drink. You'll hear all about what it takes to get a Michelin star above the door, as well as tales of adventure around some of the best places to eat on our wonderful island. All of this while we fill you in on the latest foodie happenings around the country and tell you what great bits we have eaten recently. In association with local, fresh and tasty beer, Hop House 13. Made with more hops and more taste for more character. And please remember to always drink responsibly. Hello, I'm Chris Mellon and welcome to Denard, County Wicklow. We are in week three of our regional pods and we have something a little bit different and a little bit special as I have just arrived at the Wicklow Escape. Uh, the Wicklow Escape is Ireland's newest destination dining resort where your stay is tailored around the food by executive chef Danny Barry. So like I said, this is going to be a little bit special, a little bit different. We're moving away from the usual structure of the pod and talking to some great people doing some great things in Wicklow. This is the Wicklow special. Marcus is away on holidays this week, so I'm on my own. I'm down in Wicklow and I've just arrived at the Wicklow Escape. So there's a little market taking place currently outside, celebrating some of the local suppliers just outside the door. So we're going to chat to them straight away and we're going to chat to some of these amazing suppliers that uh, you know that work with the Wicklow Escape and that are just around the area. So here, we're going we're to dive straight into it and you know we're going to talk straight away. And this is Dominic. Dominic, t- tell us a little bit about Castle Ruddery. Goodness, where do we start? Uh, we're a small family-run organic farm. We've been growing organic vegetables now. This is our 31st year. 31 years, well. Wow. Yeah, so we've gone from, I suppose, the early days with the hope of some sort of alternative good life to growing it into a business that supplied shops and restaurants, yeah. um, supermarkets at one stage as well. Yeah, I'm just looking at the stall there. You've quite a selection of a lot of different vegetables. So like how many different products are you actually growing on the farm? Oh, my God. I suppose at the moment, what, we're in into the autumn now, we could have maybe 30 different varieties of wow. veg. It, it varies from season to season. We try and grow whatever we can grow, whatever's yeah. possible to grow in Ireland. Yeah, we have yeah. polytunnels and outdoor. And uh, so we're concentrating on as many varieties of uh, vegetables as we can. Yeah, just yeah. to to keep keep the customers happy. And you're here today at the the Wicklow Escape here, so you have great chefs like Danny Barry here today. So I suppose like when you're you know would you, you're selling to a few restaurants, you said yourself, and uh, you know what what do people come in for now at this time of year in the in the autumn winter season? What are people like? What's really popular for the restaurants for cooking at the moment? The chefs, um, chefs at the moment are going crazy for like the pumpkins and the mm. squashes, uh, beetroots, all the root veg, yeah, the, the yeah. autumnal flavors and, and textures. Uh, whereas during the summer, it would they'd be more concentrating on salads and beans, peas, yeah. uh, cherry tomatoes, heirloom tomatoes, that kind of thing. So w- we try and kind of keep them happy by, you know, we listen to what they think is going to be kind of on trend for the coming season <laughs> yeah. and uh, we, we'll uh, we'll try and work with that and but it look it it it, it varies we're flexible because we're so small we can kind of uh, do a quick turnaround on on different crops as uh, from season to season and keep them all happy hopefully and you're here you're here today and you have your stall here today do you, do you do any other kind of farmers markets or anything like that where people can actually buy your produce if you're not a wholesale restaurant kind of that thing 
Pre-pandemic, I used to do a farmer's market over in Nace for about 16 years. Uh, that closed. Now there is a new one opening up. But uh, we've decided to concentrate our efforts down in our farm shop, which is yeah. open on Fridays and Saturdays. Oh, fab. Um, we just find, look, we're busy enough that way. A lot of new people who've moved into the area are maybe working from home. So we picked up, you know, they've time to have a look around yeah. what's yeah. in the area maybe a little bit more time to cook. So, um, you know, we've lots of people coming to the farm and we kind of think that's a nice, that's where we're at now in terms of our business. We're kind of trying to get smaller and more local. Um, you know, we've given up on the big shops and big supermarkets. So some some work with the likes of Danny here, yeah. some other chefs in Dublin and then the farm shop. And that's kind of where what's making us happy. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So if people are in the area on a Saturday or Sunday in Castle Rotary. Friday uh, or Saturday. Friday, sorry, Friday Jesus or Saturday. don't call to me on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> apologies for that, Dominic, apologies for that. Uh, if anyone knocks at your door, I tell them it was Chris Mallon's fault. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you'll be ringing me, giving out. But um, yeah, and anyway, brilliant. Dominic, thank you very much. And no yeah, problem, if you're in pleasure, the area Chris. of Castle Rotary on a Friday or Saturday, you can drop into the farm shop and pick up some wonderful produce. Thank you very brilliant. much, Brilliant, thank you. All right, cheers. So I'm here with Shane from Wicklow Way Winery. Shane, what is Wicklow Way, Wicklow Way Winery? Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, Wicklow Way Winery is a company started by my parents, uh, Brett Stevenson and Pamela Walsh in 2016. It's um, a fruit wine company based in Newtown and Kennedy. And uh, we make three wines, uh, strawberry, blackberry and raspberry wine. Fantastic. Um, the strawberry and the blackberry are just a, a little bit higher in percentage, so at 11%, but the, and the raspberry is 10. The uh, the strawberry is more of a star wine. It's more of a summery wine as well, and it's, it's, it's to be served chilled. And the blackberry is more of your sit-by-the-fire Christmas time or Halloween type, yeah, type yeah. wine. And, and the raspberry would be your dessert wine. And tell us, uh, how does like uh, making wine out of those sort of fruits differ than making wine from like uh, traditionally with grapes? Um, it, there's actually not much of a difference in the process of making it. It's 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 much the same process. It's just uh, just a different type of fruit. It's made in steel vats down in our winery. And um, unlike the past where they used to stamp on them with their feet, we don't do that anymore. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's made but through pressing and, yeah. and fermentation over um, a couple of months period. And then it's left to age for around a year before it's bottled. And do you, do you have a big yield down there or how much wine are you actually producing like uh we well we we produce we we're quite popular at this point so we actually uh produce quite a bit my dad takes in um 500 kilograms at a time and does uh pressings and fermentations wow. and then he he transfers them into the bigger tanks and he does that again until we have a full tank wonderful wonderful yeah. and tell me this you do winery tours food pairings i'm just re i'm just i'm just reading off the leaflet here that's in front of us <laughs> yeah we uh we my dad does a an hour and a half um a winery tour uh, between friday and sunday um where he takes you through the process and at the end he uh, brings you upstairs to do a tasting of paired with cheeses and chocolates of all three wines um i've been there quite a few times and Fab. i've and i've i they, there's always good reception from the guests. So, so that, that sounds amazing. So if people want to do that, that's uh, Wicklow Way Wines and you can get on the, you can book that through the website. Uh, yes, you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, just there's, there'll be a time slot there and then you can just put in whatever time you want. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah. Brilliant. Shane, thank you very much. No worries. Thank Wicklow you. Way thank Wines. You, yeah. So that's there with the website is wicklowwaywines.ie. Brilliant. Perfect, thank you. I'm here with Grania from Grauron. Uh, Grania, <laughs> I'd have had to drag Grania in here to have a chat with me now. She's, uh, she's a little bit, a little bit shy uh, on the microphone, I think. But Grania, tell us a little bit about your business. Um, it's grow around and uh, it's it's stemmed from a love of bread, basically. Yeah. Um, I needed clean, quality, real bread. Yeah. So flour, water and salt. Yeah. So that's what you mean when you mean clean. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. no additives, no preservatives, just exactly what it says. Flour, water and salt. Yeah. And how long are you baking? 
forever. Forever, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you turned this into a business when a few years ago. You were telling uh, me about, about three years ago. Okay, yeah. okay, brilliant. And where, where, where are you giving your bread to these days? I can see it all on the on the stall there now, just outside the door. And we have some beautiful sourdoughs, a few different beautiful things. You're doing cinnamon buns as well. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I but uh, yeah, there's a few things there that just aren't flour, salt, and water. I can tell you. That. Oh, well, there's a little <laughs> bit of sugar in the cinnamon buns <laughs> and cinnamon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, so uh, I suppose Patterson's Butchers in Bolton Glass. Okay, okay. Um, you're based out of Bolton Glass yourself. I'm yeah. based in Bolton Glass and uh, the local butchers there gave me a chance Brilliant. and it took off. Oh, fantastic. And John O'Keefe's country store here in Denard, it's like four minutes down the road from here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, Little Brew Cafe in Dunlavin. Fabs. Isn't it brilliant now that we have so many like businesses uh, collaborating together? Like you said, you're in the local butchers now that butchers is now a baker, so you know, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, no, it's that. great. He also does the Castle Rudry organic veg as well. So the, he's, oh, it's a, the butchers, it's it's a, a little kind of green grocers. Brilliant. We're yeah. just, we're just talking to Dominic there. It sounds yeah. like they're doing fantastic work as well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So that, that you can get it down there and tell us what, what, what's the, what's the most popular things that people will be buying now? I know you have a few cinnamon buns. I've seen a lovely focaccia there as well. <clears> oh, fantastic. the focaccia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, it's the demand is so high for what what I would consider like a family loaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I have had to make a tough decision to streamline everything. So I, if I'm doing a market, I'll, I'll seize the opportunity to bake more and, and more of a variety. Yeah. But generally, it's the the country white white sourdough loaf, um, which I that would be like a family. It's quite popular. Yeah. And uh, then there's the seeded spelt and honey Fabulous. loaf as well. That's, that goes quite well up in here in Denard. And your, par- um, your partner outside the door here was just telling me that the sourdough is her favourite as well then. Yeah, that's her that's her go-to. Like, yeah, <laughs> okay. she has her name on, on a couple of loaves every Saturday <laughs> in Parsons. Yeah, and would fret and would ring me if, if, if something <laughs> happens and would even take it on holidays with her. So Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And tell me, are you doing any farmer's markets or anything like that? Uh, no, not at the moment. I'm actually kind of too busy and early to yeah, do. Yeah, this, yeah. this is my Fantastic. first it's a great complaint yeah this is my first kind of face-to-face retail event since before COVID I was teamed up with Cloda there in McCredden Village for a while but pre-COVID yeah but um it just got so busy now I I just do the the wholesale to retail brilliant brilliant um, brilliant yeah so if you're in Bolton Glass you're in uh Denard uh, in Bolton Glass Denard yeah. and Dunlavin then there yeah. you go you have to pick up yourself a, a, a loaf of bread from uh Crawron brilliant Crawron thank you very much thank you so that was a great chat with three of the amazing suppliers around the area in Wicklow. But, you know, we're in the Wicklow Escape today. So, you know, let's talk to the owner, the founder, and, you know, really find out what, what the Wicklow Escape is. So Lisa Wilkinson is the owner and the creator of all this right here. Uh, we're at the Wicklow Escape. Uh, Lisa, so I suppose, like, tell us a little bit about, like, you know, how you started. Uh, I know you started, you started back in tech. You were te- uh, I was reading about you online and then you took, the, you took the big jump from the corporate world down. You started the Elbow Room. What, what, so t- I suppose we start there, will we? And just like, can I, tell me a little bit about your idea behind the Elbow Room when you first kind of started doing that. So uh, the Elbow Room was the result of me having a bit of a mental health issue. So I was working in tech. I got headhunted from San Francisco to come and work for Baltimore Technologies in the IFSC, working for Dermot Desmond with with all the suits. Um, After 12 months of working there, I I wasn't great. I had a total burnout. I was really, really stressed out. And a friend of mine recommended I go to a yoga class. So I got on my bike, cycled through Dublin city centre, probably swore at a few people who were cutting me up on the way. And did this yoga class, came out, and I was so chilled out. Yeah. And I was waving at the cars, cutting me up rather than swearing at them. Really? And I was like, oh my God, there must be something here. So I read The Idiot's Guide to Managing Stress. 
And number 32 in the, in the guide said, if all else fails, run away. So I quit my job, quit my apartment, quit my boyfriend and went to the Bahamas to train to be a yoga teacher. Amazing. So I came back, came back to Dublin and it was in the, the tech boom when everyone, you know, all of a sudden everyone had a car and I started working as a software consultant for startups. Fab, fab, fab. And so tell me, was that, was that your first ever yoga class? That was my first ever yoga class. I'd done it at home with my mum as a child. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was my first ever class. And from then on, I spot like the wellness, cause the whole kind of wellness thing kind of grabbed you. And like, that was where you kind of said, okay, I'm going to do something with this. So yeah, from, from there on, basically what I saw was that what we were doing in the Elba Room was bringing people happiness. It was alleviating mental health issues. And, and seriously, over the last 20 years, I've had a number of people walk up to me and say, like, if it wasn't for you, your business, I probably wouldn't be here. It's made profound differences to people's lives like new mums um you know who, who are kind of isolated hormonal stuck at home and then we have you know classes for locals and we have soup at lunchtime so we did pre-covid we'll hopefully bring that back again so we had a lot of unemployed people people told me it was sometimes the only meal they ate you know wow. so there's a real community vibe in that so yeah i mean at the center of any any businesses I run, it's it's all to do with bringing people happiness. Amazing, amazing, amazing. That's that's incredible stuff like that. I suppose where is the, just for people that don't know where is the album? It's in Stony Batter in, in heaven St in Dublin yeah, Seven. Yeah, I know, I know it well. I'm like from around the corner, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's fantastic. And I suppose then I the, like the natural progress. Well, not natural progression, but I, I like you have the album. You're all about the wellness now. Like this, well, when you're down in Wicklow right here, you know this kind of this place speaks to me about wellness. You know, you're outdoors. It's just you know, it's such a beautiful like. Like, you know, it's amazing setting. So like, I suppose, how did you kind of end up out here and how did the Wicklow Escape kind of start in your mind? So I had these dreams of uh, building or finding somewhere outside in, in the in the rural part of our, somewhere rural in Ireland and then potentially building a business. And one day I was scrolling through Facebook and this post came up saying one careful owner and I was like ah Jesus that was uh, that was a place I ran a yoga event in once so I contacted the owner and uh, I said Aaron what's the story and he said oh it's for sale I've got people bidding on it and I was I'll be down tomorrow so yeah. I, I sat him in the garden back here where that pavilion is there and I said <laughs> uh, what would it take what, what does it take for you to take it off the market and we, we came to a deal which meant he, he stayed here for six months because he would have had nowhere to live yeah, yeah. Um, much to the consternation of the uh, auctioneer okay. um, I told him I was a cash buyer I wasn't I stole my house in Stony Batter <laughs> in seven days you can wow. imagine that place is quite popular yeah I suppose yeah of course and, the moment you know I went for a two up two down to what is now there's nine bedrooms in this whole place so yeah. yeah you uh, know it was it was a, a value a value deal yeah well it, it's quite spectacular so I suppose we you know for anyone that doesn't know what like what is the Wicklow Escape what what like you know what are you selling here as a, as a product set as such you know for the for people that want to come down the Wicklow Escape that people that don't know about it so what I'm selling is an immersive luxury foodie experience so it's all around the food it's all around our suppliers it's all around our chefs and it's all around the kind of the little touches that we put in all, all the bedrooms. So you arrive here on your first night and you have at the moment, it's a forest feast. So it's all venison and game and mushrooms and really earthy flavors. Yeah. And then in the evening, you get into the hot tub up the back under the stars, under the canopy of the oak and you kind of soak away. And then in the morning, we've got breakfast and we pack a picnic lunch. So our guests can either stay here, walk up in the mountain in the garden, which is really handy to have a mountain yeah, in the garden. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or they can go off on an excursion to see some, you know, some of the island's ancient east, all the beautiful things we have around here. Amazing. And in the evening, then they have a five course tasting menu. 
evenings are all paired with wine. So we have wine pairings with each course. And then people by that time have become friends. So, you know, it's yeah. quite social. People it's quite learn, a small group, so it's intimate enough. Yeah, like, it mm. is. And, you know, it's it kind of people come here as couples, but, you know, especially if you've been locked away with someone for two years through <laughs> lockdown, you get to talk to other people. And then in the morning you get a lovely brunch and you just basically roll home sated, satisfied, and feel like you've had a really lovely experience. Amazing, amazing. So I suppose the question I have for you is, when you when you first had the idea for the Wicklow Escape, like did you were you always going to look for one of the top chefs to come down here and do that, or how on earth did you come after Danny Barry and get her down here? Like and I mean, like now when I see what it's when, when I'm here now, I'm like how would how would someone not want to come here and cook? But like you know you ha- you got one of the top chefs in the country to come on board. It's quite it's amazing, and you know that's why I can't wait to come down and stay here and like you know get a, get a, get into that immersive experience like you said. But how did that come about with you and Danny? So I spent the first four or five years running events. So we have weddings, we have corporate getaways you know we still have with samsung did a project product launch the other week and we had uh, events that we'd organized ourselves i had one event called the do fuck all week <laughs> people come here and do yeah. fuck all for the weekend and i had um a detox weekend or kind of stuff like that and back you know in january we were closed again for the third time really disheartened so i have a friend uh Aina hassett who's probably the guru of Irish hospitality. Yeah. He's he's 30 years in hospitality. And I connected with him and we sat down and he said, look, Lisa, just do what you love. And I've always loved food. I like eating really nice food. And I love the fact that, you know, the rooms are all r- really luxurious. All the furniture here is made by ourselves. Everything in the room I sought and bought myself. You know, it's all really well designed. Yeah. Uh, 30 people have bought our mattresses because they're super luxurious. Amazing. So it was really, how do I do that? So I put an, I put an ad out on Instagram and the first CV I got was Danny. Really? And actually I was like, right, I'm not hiring the first person. <laughs> so I sent I sent the CVs off to uh, Aina. There's a few and he rang me back literally in 10 seconds. So from, you have Danny Barry's CV here. <laughs> he, he said, he said, hire, hire her now. D- don't ask her any questions. Pay her what she wants. That was that was the uh, that was the feedback I got. And boy, like I interviewed her, and her interview was uh, her cooking for me. That blew me away. But it really wasn't until I sat down, you know, on the first experience because there was a huge amount of work to get this place, of course, like it is. Yeah. You know, this whole pavilion outside the back, the outdoor pavilion was was built, and everything was just kind of brought up to a kind of a different standard, if you like. And I sat down and um, in the in the long hall and with my friend, and she said, "Are you going to pinch yourself yet, Lisa?" And I just literally, I just kind of went weepy. <laughs> and then I ate the food, and I was, "Oh my god! Now, now I get it. Now I get it. Why, why she won that Michelin star? I get why people are just raving about her sauces and her flavors and the and the combination. Every time I've ate here, I've just." I've been blown away and I'm so spoiled to be able to eat here. Do you eat here often? <laughs> I, I do eat here at least every two or three weeks. I bring someone down, yeah. Fab, fab, fab. No, but that's an amazing, you know, an interview process is, uh, you know, oh, I'm just going to get Danny Barry to cook food for me. That's quite that's quite special on its own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so I suppose that you have a, you have a, quite a team here now as well. I know the other chef is uh, Neve. Neve, um, Neve Barry. Neve, yeah, uh, sorry, Neve Barry. Last Barry's, I call yeah. them, the, the Barry sisters. <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. Neve, and like Neve was, um, you know, she was seen as an up and coming chef yeah. she worked in pastry for years and you know she worked in some pretty big kitchens and kind of a little bit kind of like oh you know it's it's a hard place yeah for especially for women to work in but like there's a totally different vibe with two female chefs and it's 
like I couldn't wish for anything anything more. Like the two of them are absolutely fantastic. You know, and one weekend, uh, Danny couldn't make it in. Mm. You know, for whatever reason, she couldn't make it in. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I put on my whites, and basically, I was just suited Neve, and she played a blinder. She yeah. was brilliant, and she just kept saying, "I hope I did just justice to D Danny's food," and yeah. she did. She did. Uh, I, I suppose, like you putting on your whites then, like <laughs> as well, uh, like you got involved in the kitchen. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. So I opened a cafe in the elbow room. Okay, okay, uh, years yeah. Ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, 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 yeah. I opened a cafe before, so <laughs> I've had a couple of food businesses. So yeah, I know. So, uh, how I know did, you, my how way did you find the prayer, the pressure cooker, in the kitchen? Well, I suppose it's not. You know, you're cooking for. A a smaller group of people so that and that's what I, I i suppose the chefs probably love about this as well is they're not cut they're not working 90 hour weeks like uh and you know working till all hours in the morning and you know cooking for 300 people like you know this is kind of it's it's idyllic it's it's amazing here and uh, i suppose you, you you weren't under too much pressure in the kitchen that day no like there's a couple of things one is it's you know it's sacrosanct that mondays and tuesdays we closed we do not let people in on mondays tuesdays even if someone wants a special event <laughs> it does not happen because it means that the guys get sunday Monday, Tuesday off. Amazing. And that means, you know, we're, we're open for like the five days a week only so that makes a huge difference Neve was a bit shocked when she saw me put my whites on I just hid, hid in the in the sink for a while because she kind of you know she didn't want to boss me around I said look you're in charge you tell me what to do and it's, it's a different environment but there is pressure like there is pressure to get the food out perfectly yeah. and that's what the pressure is but it's you know it's intense for a few minutes and then we're like back down to the next dish intense for a few minutes back down to the next dish you know we've got seven seven dishes going out yeah it's you know it's hard work but absolutely i slept well yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i know you were talking so you're talking about you know giving your staff that time off which is very important to you so i suppose that's all about work-life balance and you have all that true you know you're talking about wellness and the elbow room are, are, you, are you doing anything like up here with uh, regards like kind of stuff that you do in the elbow room any kind of wellness stuff uh, around the wiglow escape so the wellness is just make, make, making people happy through yeah. food yeah. so we don't do anything specific, you know, like wellness retreats. Someone can hire the whole venue out yeah, if yeah. they want to, but it has to come with the food and the food comes with wine. Yeah. So, you know, it <laughs> depends if your version of wellness is doing something to treat yourself, then definitely. Yeah. Well, I suppose you have the, uh, it's the Sugarloaf that's just at the back of us here, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's the West Wicklow Sugarloaf. West so it's not, it's not that pointy imposter that on the <laughs> N11. It's actually, what is it? 1,780 something feet. So it's actually, it's a good climb. It's higher than the other two yeah, Wicklow, yeah. Wicklow Sugarloafs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's just the back so if you come down to Wicklow Escape you know like you said we're, we're talking a little bit about wellness I suppose well for wellness for me it could be like sitting in that hot tub out the back Absolutely, but, you know that, yeah. that's, that's a, that, I suppose that's a lovely thing for people underneath the stars like you said I suppose you don't really have much light pollution around here it's, you're quite you're quite secluded yeah, so, yeah. yeah. and we have we, we're 360 degrees of forest we've got an ash forest an oak forest a beech forest a spruce forest and we bring our guests out on a 40 minute walk and they can take a detour if they want and go up the Sugarloaf yeah. and we've had other people coming here who've gone up and done look Quilla, which is not too far basically all, yeah, the yeah. next mountain up the yeah. road, yeah, which is the biggest one, yeah, 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 yeah. I think the fourth highest in Ireland. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. Sounds fantastic. Sounds yeah. fantastic. Get yourself the Wicklow Escape. I hope I'm trying to get down there very soon as well. But uh, yeah, no, it sounds amazing. Uh, so if people want to check you out on Instagram, on you know all the socials, where can they get uh, Wicklow Escape? So our website is www.thewicklowescape.com. Uh, we're the Wicklow Escape on Instagram and Facebook. I think it's Wicklow Escape, or is there other in there as well? I don't know. <laughs> super, super. Lisa Wilkinson, thank you very much. Cheers. You're very, very welcome. Brilliant. Thank you. So that was Lisa Wilkinson and she, you know, she told us all about this amazing venue that we're in here today. But, you know, what makes this venue really amazing for me? Well, there's many things, but one of the main things, you know, one of the main attractions to this venue is the dining. And the dining is all about executive chef Danny Barry. So let's have a chat with Danny Barry. 
So you've, te- you've seen her on our television screens competing in the Great British Menu. She's the former head chef at Epic Restaurant in Belfast, the second female chef to hold a Michelin star and Irish chef of the year in 2016. And Danny Burry, welcome to That's Banging. Thank you very much for having me, Chris. Uh, what, what, a, what a day down here, quite the day in the Wicklow Escape. Unbelievable. And it was an absolute washout last night. So, so delighted today that it's blue skies ahead and like packed people happy. Yeah, so, so today is October feast. So can you explain to me a little bit of like what, what are we doing here today for one? So we've just talked to Lisa and Lisa's kind of told us about what, what the Wicklow Escape is but uh, this is the kind of the first kind of like event thing I, I guess have done is that correct it is yes yeah. so we wanted to get oh, we wanted to get involved in October feast uh, with Wicklow naturally um, and we wanted to do something but we didn't want to do a dinner or anything because what we offer here isn't really it wouldn't really suit that yeah, uh, yeah so we have we have some of the best producers in this area which is one of the reasons why it even attracted me to here so Dominic and Hilda there from Castrillery yeah. Ridgeway Waggy with John and Dermot with his pigs and everything we just thought you know what actually it's not about us get people to the venue sure but like let's showcase off what what is just literally on our doorstep Bally Hubbock cheese as well and you know it's just yeah it was kind of more for them than for ourselves yeah yeah showcasing your producers yeah and but those producers we just talked to a few of them like you said Dominic there and we talked to a couple of a couple of other ones but that that uh, Ridgeway Wagyu by the way the burger was I just had was fantastic stunning uh, absolutely stunning, stunning yeah. absolutely stunning yeah. meat so there where, where is Ridgeway Wagyu she's literally just across the road so Ridgeway Castle Rotary and um, Bally Hubbock are within three miles of us here Incredible. so they're our neighbours essentially so, yeah. yeah, talk about local bad. produce, talk like, about yeah, local, that's, yeah. that, you know, it doesn't yeah. really get more local than no. that. But uh, I suppose, like, firstly, we're talking about yourself and we're talking about like Wicklow Escape. I can see what draws someone here, you know, when I yeah. come down here, I can see what draws someone here. But uh, I suppose from you working in traditional, you know, big kitchens, that kind of more traditional environment, uh, like, it, it must have been a massive decision for you to leave that traditional restaurant and, you know, move from after the success you've had in Belfast as well. To move to the Wicklow Escape, like you know, how does someone make that decision for one? And like you know, like I said, I see what can draw you to here. Yeah. But uh, like you know, how how did that come about? Well, I suppose lockdown was a big part of it, and I think for a lot of people, they took a bit of a step back and had a bit of time to think and kind of reset and look at what they wanted to do and where they were at and what was happening. So and like I had stepped away from a peak like a few years ago yeah. now and was still kind of trying to probably still trying to find my way. Maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, it's like it's an adventure, isn't it? You're just taking any yeah. opportunity that comes. So it was a random conversation on Instagram with Lisa came down and seeing the place loved it and then I was here you know um, love Belfast love home do you know and I'm up and down all the time um, and there's great things happening there as well but I think you know it's just uh, it's just a really good opportunity to to do go somewhere new somewhere beautiful you know and you think it's really zen and all you know when you come down and then (laughs) But the reality of working here is quite different but no like it's it's just really good yeah 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 I suppose like you know it is it's, it's such an amazing setting but uh, yeah you, so as you come down here like that's what attracts you to here first but then you get to kind of like really like what Lisa was saying some of the menus you're doing here you know you're making it all about this is the forest this is Wicklow yeah. you know you're coming in some of the stuff you're serving is that kind of game and like you know, all these, you know you're getting venison you're getting different bits and bobs you, you know she's talking about like all these wild mushrooms and stuff yeah. like you know was that a big attraction for you coming down here as well yeah massive like the suppliers here obviously are so good and that did attract me the area itself is like really good for foraging and things like that and we have the garden here and everything so to be honest it's a, it's a chef's dream yeah. you know it's like small number of rooms you know there's, there's maybe max 22 25 for dinner so it's just myself and Neve in the kitchen you know you're here for breakfast you're here for their picnic lunch you're doing their dinner you get to meet the guests you know I would chat to them 
you know, in the mornings, the kitchen door here is always open. People always come up and say hello. And that's yeah. nice in a restaurant uh, setting. You know, sometimes you're in a basement kitchen. Sometimes you're yeah. nowhere near them. You don't see anybody. There's no um, intimacy at all. No, you don't. There's no interaction with yeah. the guest. And, and here, I really enjoy that. You know, someone comes up and says, oh, we just had this. And they'll talk about what's in the garden, what they can grow. And then people have come back and brought us things that they grow. Amazing. And yeah. Like, I mean, it's great. So what kind of things have people brought? Uh, well, we... Because this year was really bad for fruit here in the garden. We had yeah. no apples. Um, Lisa would usually have plums and things. And we, uh, we only had blackcurrants this year, whatever reason. So, and we had mentioned this to one of the guests who came on a Friday night to the ferry, which you can do as a non-resident. And she was just from outside uh, Blessington. Um, and she landed on the next week with crab apples, plums, Fab. slows. And oh, I was like, like, it's amazing. And stuff that, you know, like, you don't even have to go looking for it. It's on your doorstep. <laughs> yeah. um, and I love all that stuff, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's a real, like, you know, chefs say all the time, we're led by the seasons and it's a sense of place and everything. But here you, you just have no choice. Um, you can't get deliveries from Dublin. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to make the most of what's around you. Um, we do. Yeah, it is really is an escape. It's quite secluded but I was just talking to Lisa about it you know you have if you're coming for an escape you have everything on the doorstep you have forests you have mountains you have everything around you and then obviously like people are coming now it is it is to me I suppose I don't know what else is out there in Ireland at the moment like there probably is other things but you know for regards in, in proximity to Dublin this is probably like you know a real destination dining thing that I haven't really seen that much around you know you're coming down here like and it's so traditionally it's it's two night two night escapes where you just said you can't come down for Friday on dinner yeah. but yeah, yeah yeah but it's destination dining like not yeah. many other things like this in the country going on at the moment no there's not no it's really quite unique for that and there's loads of exciting things happening in Ireland at the minute with yeah. food but yeah I think like for especially for rural places to be able to come out of the city as you say for two nights get away for a weekend and have great food and just totally turn off switch off and relax like, I mean it's so peaceful here yeah. uh, the Wi-Fi is terrible so you'll, you'll not get any emails <laughs> that's brilliant but, isn't it? Yeah, that's kind of part of it I suppose yeah. so it is no it's really quite unique and yeah there's loads of potential here it's really really special mm. and as a chef like are you having fun then kind of playing around with you know you're doing a breakfast you're doing you're doing you're doing different things each night like you know so when people come down for that two night experience you know they're getting they're getting their breakfast and they're getting they're getting dinners on different nights and stuff like that so yeah you're being quite creative yourself kind of like well getting to have that creative process again going through stuff using the stuff that's around you losing this local process are you really enjoying that yeah no i love the creative side of it yeah and you do have to be creative because you have people here for two nights and you want them to get two different experiences yeah. example for the with the dinner and then we do a breakfast one day and then we kind of do a brunch on the day they leave and it's all very like you just yeah you want to keep things different and you don't want people to come and say they just had the same menu or set menu twice or like kind of a traditional so, hotel so what kind of thought is going into the difference in the two days is, is are people getting so Lisa was telling us people are getting that kind of like um, you know forest kind of gamey yeah. kind of stuff on the first night and then the second night something a little bit different yeah so at the minute so your first night you've just arrived here so it's it's very comfort and kind of food so we have really good like venison wild boar um Dock pigeon pie on like a really good oh, yeah. game pie on there at the minute. Fab. Um, we just do a lovely like blackberry bakewell tart for dessert. You know, it's quite simple. Um, like yeah, like comfort and food. Um, and uh, just making the most of the seasons. You've come to the forest. You've come. You've escaped. Uh, you have that kind of whole setting on your plate you know with the mushrooms and the hazelnuts and the venison and everything like yeah. that's all around you and then on the second night is the long table dining uh, which is more I suppose of a traditional style taste menu it's a five course um, we work with Niall from SSI so we get some fish down it's and stuff just, uh, for next guest on the podcast is he? Mr. Yeah. Sabong, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, very good uh, yeah well Niall's been great because when I, I like this is the first time I've worked in the south of Ireland yeah. um, and I didn't really know anyone but I, obviously you know Niall yeah. so I, I, he just picked up the phone and said like you know what can you do for us here we're, and I'm like we're only an hour from Dublin <laughs> <laughs> yeah but this is this is not, not Spongy is kind of nationwide with SSI he's doing oh, yeah. a great thing yeah. he supplies 
I don't know how many restaurants count as number of restaurants. Yeah. And uh, you know, I he's one of the kings of seafood in the country. And anyway, no, he's so, yeah. Best, yeah. Bring him any, bring him and get you anything. He can get anything. <laughs> yeah, and it it fits in with yeah. It mightn't be local as in three miles away because we're inland, but yeah, yeah. It, he you know all that sustainability. I mean, they don't use any plastic in our deliveries or anything. Do you know? I mean, they're yeah. so ahead of everything, and that that that's exactly what we want to do here with sustainability and like trying to cut down on waste and you know that kind of using what's around you, Absolutely. just being ecologically aware as well, which is so important now. But it's a learning thing. Like it's a, for me, it's a it's still a learning process. Of course, hundred percent. Like I think restaurants are really putting that at the forefront of everything they're doing at the moment. But yeah, like you said, you're kind of working in a completely different environment than you are. So you would be learning about like how things are different. But like what we just talked about, you have producers that were in three kilometers of here. So if there's anyone that's yeah. more sustainable, I'd love to know. Yeah, <laughs> no, actually, right enough. Yeah, I know we're, we're pretty lucky that way. And then it's also fun on a Sunday morning when you're making compost, though. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. So one thing I'll ask you as well is uh, like. Do you miss the traditional kind of fine dining experience? Like, uh, you know, like like you said, you won a Michelin star in Epic, like back in 2015. 15, 2015, sorry. yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, for second female chef in the country to earn a star you know, you were named chef of the year at the year after that. So, you know, massive titles above your head around that time. And well, still now, obviously, but like, does, does that, do you, will you ever go back to that? Or is, does that 90 hour week kind of like things terrify you still? Like where, where are you regards like fine dining these days? Yeah, I don't know. Like, Fine dining has changed, I think. And it's definitely changed in Ireland what constitutes as fine dining now as well. So I don't yeah. think like that traditional, you know, um, formal linen yeah, tablecloth kind of that things, it has yeah, to the be white that. tablecloths and everything yeah, else at all. Yeah. no no I don't um, and obviously you know achieving a Michelin star is massive and it was huge for me and I had a great time and you know won awards and things and you know you enjoy all that but like you, you, do, you do kind of move on and there's so much more coming up after me and like I have no doubt like some of the female chefs in this country the men are absolutely killing it absolutely. so many restaurants I want to go to and they're actually just restaurants I want to go to and then you look at the chef and they're all women Yeah, yeah. and it's Grania and it's Christine and it's Ashley yeah. and Down and Goldie and Cork. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and I just, yeah. I just want to go and eat their food. Yeah. So there's so much more, you know. So I'm like obviously honoured to have, you know, have been there at one stage or whatever. Um, and who knows what the future will bring? Exactly. But at, you know, for me, I guess at the minute I'm just kind of happy doing what I'm doing yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> you, know, you mentioned Grania there Grania O'Keefe obviously Grania O'Keefe, you know yeah. good friend of the podcast we've had her on before and her restaurant May now she so she has an all-female t- kitchen there as well at the yeah. moment which is which is brilliant yeah and then yourself and Neve here as well is an all-female kitchen as well yeah so like yeah yes Neve is uh, a Barry as well Neve's a Barry as well not yeah. related although it's get, we're getting closer and closer as she's been here she probably regrets going uh, yeah Neve's fantastic yeah we're the numbers are in our favor now for an all-female kitchen because yeah, there yeah. is only two of us yeah. um but yeah but like there's so much talent coming up um it's so encouraging to see you know i just i just think it's great yeah. but it's the restaurants and the food that's speaking for themselves it's, it's not you know absolutely. it's just absolutely like Grony's definitely cooking some of the best food in dublin yeah, at the minute yeah. like and you mentioned christine christine, christine watching jess, uh, jess yeah. murphy yeah of course yeah, yeah we we're down we, we actually ate in kai last weekend we were down in galway fantastic jess yeah. is brilliant yeah, yeah. Oh, she's amazing yeah. yeah and christine walsh yes christine walsh fantastic so, I, so I would, uh, yeah christine she would have been up in alta and dublin now she'd have to be she'd become head chef in uh, yeah. ayan is that how you say yeah it? yeah which is uh, the sister restaurant of Loam. We actually uh-huh. ate in Loam last week, by the way. Amazing. Love Loam, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> been yeah. so many good places. And then, yeah, I'm actually down in Cork next weekend. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, so it's Goldie. It's Ashlyn. What's her second name? Sorry, Murr. Is it Ashlyn Murr? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it is. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, but Ash, yeah, but uh, I, I, yeah, Goldie. So that's getting rave yeah. reviews at the moment. What yeah. they're doing, amazing stuff. Yeah, but there is. I think that you know, there's so many amazing female chefs in the country at the moment, and just like female chefs doing different things. We just talk about Grania Mullins. She's like, you know, yes. she was like, you know, pastry chef in some of the best restaurants in the country, and now she's went out and she's doing chocolate, and you know, she's doing chocolate to such a high standard. It's amazing. She's you know ex- exclusively available in Brown Thomas. She's I know. Like, it's incredible what she's doing but it's incredible like you know the female wave of chefs that are coming and there's so many of them that are working their way up now and I think it's, you're just going to see more and more and more of it coming constantly and like you said you just don't know what's coming behind you it's just all these people it's brilliant no it's so exciting and as well it's people who are re- have really focused on their craft the likes of growing you there you know yes she stepped out of a professional kitchen but she's doing her chocolate thing and it's it's such a high standard and you know for the, the whole food scene in Ireland to be really good you need all those things you need people making really good breads and you need people making good chocolate you know and that, all that makes such a difference I think over Overall, we have Mags roached down in beside us here in Bolton Glass and the little acorn. I mean, you know, she's doing breakfast, sandwiches, tacos, but I mean, they're some of the tastiest things you'll ever eat. And they're just, you can see, like she worked with the Rouge, you can see all that experience and quality in everything you eat in there. And we love it. Like, and she's been a big shoulder for me to cry on in the first opening weeks of here. She's great. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's very exciting. Um, I love it. So when you talk about like other people in Wicklow, and we've talked to a great few great suppliers here today, I suppose. But like, I want to ask you, Danny Barry, what, who else in Wicklow needs shout outs? What have you experienced so far down here that you, you know, you've met that's made you kind of feel good about the area? Who, who Who's doing really good stuff? What suppliers are, or what restaurants, cafes are you loving? Yeah, well, the Little Acorn and Bolton Glass for sure. Definitely great coffee, great uh, um Great sandwiches, great fish tacos and everything. Just fish, lovely for I lunch. I love a fish taco. Oh, so good. <laughs> Me and Eve try and get out of here on a Saturday afternoon just for a sandwich. Um, and then GrangeCon, GrangeCon Kitchen, obviously the best cakes you'll ever eat. Just oh, yeah. wonderful. They do pizzas, I think, on Friday and Saturday night. We can never get those. But yeah, they're they're brilliant in there. They're just fantastic. And even in Dunlavin here, there's like a little brew cafe and they do like, and there's, um, and Lar, you might need to check that. Um, little artisan food shop into yeah. Lavin now and we can, you can go there and get like really good coffee kombucha things like that and everything there's just wee things happening all over the place it's great yeah so you're loving Wicklow I love Wicklow <laughs> yeah sure how could you not <laughs> exactly, exactly so Danny I'm going to ask you a little question here now you might have heard if you're listening to the podcast before but at the start of the show we mentioned our local fresh and tasty sponsor Hop House 13 so in this section of the podcast we're going to ask you what's hopping we want to celebrate some of the most vibrant and local food experiences Ireland has to offer to tell us about something you're excited about maybe an outdoor dining experience you've had recently a new launch you've seen or a project you've been working on and as always please remember to drink responsibly so Danny Barry what is hopping what is hopping uh, right now <laughs> well the Wicklow escape is the hopping Wicklow for one hopping. It's the been Wicklow hopping escape is hopping for one yeah. yeah it's been hopping all so I, I suppose like so if there's something that sticks into your mind and someone you want to give a big shout out to something that, you've, something that you're interested in, go ahead 100% but I suppose we could talk about like you know what's what's coming in the future for the Wicklow Escape you know so yeah. I talked to Lisa about it and uh, so uh, like I said you know this very I haven't seen much like this destination dining where you're you know there's a hot tub out the back you're in the middle of nowhere yeah. it's fantastic you can, go, you can go up a mountain but like I suppose what what, what is in the future for the Wicklow Escape what, what, what's happened what's happened uh, well yeah I mean we're yeah we're really new here we're, yeah. we are growing so um I mean, it's a great place to come for like a Christmas party or anything. Yeah. I mean, the long haul there looks fabulous. That whole foresty thing, thing that's, yeah. that's going to be pretty exciting. All the game and everything. Looking forward to that. And then obviously, like once we get back into the good weather and stuff, we open up the ferry again and all the wood fired stuff kicks off again. Oh, yeah, and we of can course. have events and parties and things outside here in the space that you've seen today. Yeah. Um. So yeah, loads. Like we, it's just, uh, yeah, I mean. So in the summer months, like would you be doing much cooking on like the outdoor kind of stuff? Yeah. So what, as soon open as. Fire, like, yeah. yeah. Sorry. So yeah, 
as soon as uh, probably around Easter time, we'll be back out at the ferry. So your first night will be that ferry experience. So it's all the wood fired grill um, with flatbreads and the, the waggy sticks and everything out there. Flap, flap. Um, and it's great. And it's open to non-residents and everything. So it's a great night out oh, and nice. all your wines and everything's included. And then you have your second night, you know, inside. So yeah, it's it's great because as soon as the seasons change, everything kind of changes here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very natural. The, the room inside is quite fab- fabulous. So you have like your long table that's like so. People, all the all the diners can sit there. Is it on a on a on a, on a so it's a Wednesday Thursday night? You come down or a yeah. So if you, if you arrive on a Wednesday, yeah. So originally, if you arrived, arrived on a Wednesday, you, you ate outside here at the ferry with the wood fired grill, and we've closed that now for the winter because that was me, was it? I don't know. Okay. Uh, so or- originally, if you arrived on the Wednesday, your first meal was outside here at the ferry. So everything's on the wood-fired grill. Um, and then we've closed that night for the winter, so the both nights are inside. So in the first night, it's kind of like you're into the tables too, and it's cosy and the fire's lit and everything. And then on the second night, it's more of a supper club vibe, I suppose, like a big long table, kind of like a banquet and like a banquet style thing. Um, there's lots of, well, at the minute, there's lots of pine cones and forestry <laughs> hanging from yeah, the, yeah, yeah. bringing the outside in. Um, yeah, so there are your two experiences. Um, and yeah, there's a hot tub up the back and people like it's very popular after dinner um, <laughs> and things like that and there's loads of just space around the garden to just like chill out yeah, um, yeah. it's a proper escape like you it's said it's just a proper escape yeah, yeah. Um, so I suppose we're talking about uh, we talked about what happens in summer at the back and you know you have your autumnal menu kind of at the moment so you know what what's the plan for Christmas uh, uh, the Wicklow escape have you got like it's, it's just around the corner we have to talk about it so have you got like Christmas menus in mind what will like will this be open up until Christmas or what's the kind of plan for Christmas here with the Wicklow escape yeah so we're open from here at the minute until January yeah so okay. we're really hoping that people want to come out for Christmas parties it's a great place to bring people to get away so I think there there's a package that includes you know a bus from yeah. like Dublin Amazing. or wherever close by and you can come and have your like your lunch and it'll be kind of the same menus that we do now with that rustic-y game yeah, um, yeah. or there's like a Wagyu Christmas if that's what you want okay. something alternative and it's pretty it's pretty big going like loads of short rib and loads of steaks and all that kind of you're, you're well fed you're well fed yeah <laughs> we will feed you well here yeah for sure um, so yeah for Christmas that's exciting um, we're so open there's, there's no plan to get the turkey out around Christmas then there'll no? be no turkey no <laughs> no we can't you know if it's not in three kilometres <laughs> <laughs> we need more turkey farmers in Wicklow we need more turkey farmers in Wicklow no we'll skip the turkey hopefully this year uh, we'll be having the turkey at home but yeah I know Christmas is just around the corner it's just um, it's been a strange year I think I suppose it's crazy for everyone so yeah but I mean it's very encouraging with everything that's happening new openings and all that you know I still I'm just excited to get back out to restaurants again I'm excited to get a couple of days off to go and eat somewhere brilliant, um, brilliant. Yeah. so I know you talked about there you know there's restaurants that you want to get out to you want to get out to Galway, you want to get out to May Ayan and Galway you know, so like what I want to ask you is like when when you do have that time off, where are your favorite places to eat in the country? So are there restaurants you want to go to? What are restaurants that, you know, that you've ate in before and that you really love? Uh, yeah. OK, so Wine and Brine in Moira, uh, for sure. It's close enough to home. And Chris is just, yeah, he's an amazing chef. And the food there is always, always just really good, always really tasty. Just stuff you want to eat. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, really love Loam in Galway that yeah. you had mentioned before. Uh, I think it's probably my favourite dining experience I've ever had in yeah. Ireland. So it's such yeah. a fabulous room. It's you, it's big, a big room, like, but intimate setting in as well. As well. I thought, I, I, it was my first time in Lom there last Wednesday or Thursday when it was, we were there. And uh, I, I was astonished by it. And then, you know, obviously you end it in the kitchen, but then their team, the service was amazing. I thought, you know, yeah. pairings were really good. You know, everything was amazing. And just, just probably like, you know, I'm going to be doing like my dishes of the year coming up, but there was uh, squid noodles, right? Squid noodles with like uh, your, your egg yolk in the middle. And there was like a miso tech broth I think yeah. and it was just stunning blew me yeah. away no I, yeah, me away. I had that when I was down there actually 
actually probably about around this time last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or not last year. Around this time of the year. Yeah, I've had that down there. Yeah, stunning. I think Anders cooking is amazing. But it's so slick, but it's so calm and relaxed. And as you say, it's kind of like an airy open room, but yeah. still it feels quite intimate with the people that you're with. You're not. Yeah, no, it's, it's very special. It's big. Big favourite man. Fantastic. So yeah. we have Loam and Galway. And what was the other place that's closer to home? Uh, wine and Brian in Moira. Wine and Brian. Wine and Brian. Yeah. Wine and Brian in, yeah. in Moira. If anyone's up in County Down yeah. and checking yeah. that out. Fabulous, awesome. fabulous, fabulous. So usually on the podcast around this time, uh, Marcus starts speaking and says stuff in mad deep voices. So this is when we ask you, Danny Barry. <laughs> the devil's <laughs> dessert. <laughs> I'm glad you did it. So but yeah, this is time for the devil's dessert. Like I, I don't have that voice, you know. I get a, I get I get away with it somehow without yeah. it. But yeah, I but think it's have a lot that point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Danny. So the devil's dessert. We know the concept. It is your kind of last meal but fun and amazing and you know you can be anywhere in the world you can be in any setting you can eat whatever you have it's from a restaurant or for from your childhood whatever you want but what are you eating for your last meal your devil's dessert Danny uh, I would definitely like to be somewhere in the sun I want to be beside the sea um, uh, that, that's for sure can't wait to get away again um, yeah. I would definitely love some like really good seafood to start like calamari and maybe like crab and big langoustines and oh, everything yeah. loads of garlic butter like swimming in garlic butter everything garlic butter mm. uh, so definitely that's the starter for sure um, a main course I'd have to say Ridgeway Wagyu oh, steaks yeah. <laughs> I had the, like like I said I had the burger right around but just even just uh, on the on the toothpick just the kind of little bit that was the seared it's Whoa. just yeah Whoa. no it's, it's yeah. good and stuff. then you're cooking it's it over the fire there as well so. anything yeah cooked mm. over the fire is, is takes it to another level for sure yeah, so what so do you have what do you have in which Ridgeway Wagyu Wagyu safe Bernays sauce I love it oh, that's yeah. favourite yeah and, <laughs> and good chips with proper like yeah. not so, too chunky chips so I actually quite like skinny chips okay so tell me this right when you're cooking chips at home I don't know if you do cook chips yeah. at home that often but what do you how, how do you cook your chips you chop, chop them up kind of like I'm going to say like like a maybe a, you know a big food chain kind of style kind of that tin is yeah. it yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. without like saying too much <laughs> without saying too much yeah, yeah something yeah. like that yeah I quite like them yeah thinner yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and then fried once and then take them out like kind of blanch them and then drop them again then maybe take them out again and then drop them for the last so fry, fry yeah. blanche fry yeah okay yeah. fab double yeah. cooked yeah skinny double cooked, double cooked skinny if chips skinny doubles probably not Obviously yeah yeah, triple cooks. To, yeah triple yeah. cooks been done to death at this stage like everybody <laughs> yeah. i'm just waiting for someone to say you know testing's going to come out and go i'm doing eight cooking chips or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah Hello. yeah <laughs> but yeah so we have a lovely ridgeway wagyu steak we have some amazing bernays sauce yeah. and then we have just some like just a, you know some simple lovely like a tomato and onion salad just stuff like that just yeah. something really light and yeah that kind of thing just really good and i suppose another thing here as well like you know you're back now that you're here and you're kind of a smaller kitchen team you know you might have not been doing like much pastry in other kitchens like you had pastry chefs so are you enjoying that kind of thing here before we just move on to your yeah. dessert of your devil's dessert yeah. are you enjoying the pastry kind of thing here now as well I am yeah anybody who's ever worked with me will know like I just have no patience for pastry I have no pa if I take a treacle tart out of the oven I just want to cut into that do you know I'm just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, can, yeah, we, yeah. can we do it now can we do it yeah <laughs> so per Eve has a work cut out for me so but yeah no I am enjoying doing all that because it's it's yeah I love making bread I love doing all that kind of thing so yeah it's good to be able yeah, to do that I suppose yeah when you have a pastry chef in those kind of big uh, bigger kitchens you know they're making the breads they're making they're making, you're making four types of bread yeah. making different yeah. kind of crackers or god knows what yeah, you know no, there's yeah. a lot more that goes into pastry chefs than people you know making any making a, a panna cotta, you oh, know, yeah, no, like, there's so much yeah. on the pastry section yeah even for canapes and everything most yeah. of that stuff's coming from a pastry section yeah. and they're usually the smallest bench as well in the kitchen so <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's all small in there um <laughs> but yeah so i suppose that brings us on to then your devil's dessert the dessert course yeah are you do you love dessert like a lot of uh, what i find with chefs 
like a lot of the time we all people always say do you know what like i know a lot of these chefs will be like you know hot kitchen chefs but they say oh yeah i'll go to a restaurant and if i see a dessert i like i might get it but i just love get cheese yeah. sweet tooth i just don't have that sweet tooth now I, I, maybe that's because you know you're working in professional kitchen for so many years and you're like hot kitchen so maybe you just you know you just don't think about pastry too much but do you love pastry uh, I have a sweet tooth, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love a dessert, but I just like really like like if there's a creme brulee on a menu, that's what I'll be having. It's just awesome. a really simple, like that's it, that's it, that's all I want. Yeah, I love a creme brulee as well. You know, just it, it's it's such a simple dessert, but like you know, done right, done and then, right, you know, it's just yeah. fab, fab, so fab. good. Yeah, and I think with a creme brulee as well, like you know, sometimes dessert can be intimidating after you've ate, eaten so yeah. much, so much. While a creme brulee, you're like, oh, I don't want dessert. Oh, there's a creme brulee. I oh, don't know, I'll have it, and you yeah. just have a little spoon, and it's fantastic. Yeah, you know? that's it. Yeah, I'll just have. I won't have my own dessert, but I'll just have one bit of everybody else's dessert Thanks. yeah so <laughs> so you start <laughs> so i'll have no, some sticky toffee pudding i'll have a grumble I'll, I'll, I'll have all the desserts yeah i'll have all the desserts yeah so we started off with your starter we had some amazing seafood uh you know we had we had we just had a big seafood platter basically seafood platter, seafood yeah, platter loads yeah. of garlic butter maybe a few little sauces around it but just yeah but mainly garlic oh, yeah. butter wasn't it mainly garlic <laughs> butter yeah it was mainly garlic <laughs> butter yeah, we, yeah. yeah. it'd be like a nice holidays yeah yeah it'd be like yeah. But uh, then we had our Ridgeway Wagyu with our Bernays, more sauce, always about the more sauce. More sauce, yeah, always no, about always the about the butter as well, <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a butter sauce <laughs> with my steak. <laughs> uh, and then we had a few chips, of course, obviously. And then we finished off with a lovely creme brulee. Yeah. But where are you having this? Like, where you know, when you think about food and you think about, you know, when you first started with food, you know, where 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 do you get these lovely memories, your first kind of food memories, I suppose? like. Yeah, well, I suppose at home, like, um, you know, growing up on a farm, like with a, there was six of us in the house, so it was always kind of really busy with people coming in, night working. So, um, but as usual, like the women eat last, uh, the men get fed first and then it was all, all the women round at the end of the table. But yeah, all, just very, very busy. Loads of people sharing food, especially so harvest time and that kind of thing. What yeah. kind of farm, what kind of farm was it that you grew up so on? So dad has a beef farm and then my uncle has a dairy farm. So we kind of went between both. Yeah. Um, so, and like usually this time of year always reminds me of having to go and gather potatoes after school because <laughs> uh, we usually just about finish up for Halloween. So that kind of thing. And then Halloween, we would have like a massive party and a big bonfire and uh, apple tarts and all that kind of thing. So all those kind of memories are always food related in some way, I think, yeah. from your childhood. Yeah. So that kind of idea of sharing and like I love the idea of a big tart going down and that's what we do here on the first night. We just do like two lovely big bake well tarts and they just go down on the table and oh, it's like fab, yeah. fab, fab, yeah. fab. I suppose we just you kind of mentioned the Halloween word and like, you know, Halloween this so uh, Halloween is next week. Mm-hmm. So uh like are, are you roasting any pumpkins here? Is, is the butternut squash yeah what kind of you know is there anything going on Halloween based? I think kind of? it, is it turnips that's traditional? Is turnip, is that, it, I think so. I don't know. Someone said that the other day. Well, we won't be doing that. <laughs> uh, we do have some lovely pumpkins here from Castle Rottery so absolutely we, there's a few pumpkins like popped up around the dining room there for yeah. decoration but yeah I don't know that will be I think the only thing that would scare you here is the deer walking home at night so yeah really? yeah <laughs> fab 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 Danny Barry fab, fantastic thanks, no? for, uh, thanks for coming on to Last Banging uh, if, they, if you want to check out Danny Barry online your, your Instagram is Danny at Danny underscore Barry super super yeah. stuff that's Danny with an I yeah. and uh, yeah Danny Barry thank, and obviously just Wicklow Escape just oh, I I think it's fantastic. I, ha- I know I haven't stayed yet. I'm gonna come down 100. I'm gonna get down. For, I'm gonna come down for two nights hopefully and uh, check it out soon. But uh, I've just had such an amazing time here, and I look forward to checking out Danny's food in the kitchen. Now, I did have a I did have a Danny Berry burger today, I suppose I could say, but uh, which was fantastic as well. I'm sure it'll be a picture of it up on the page soon. But uh, yeah, Danny, thanks a million. Pre- no, cheers. thank you. Thanks really so much. Thanks for coming down and seeing us. Nice. Wonderful. Hopefully we'll thank see you again. Thank you. Agony rants coming soon to the Headstuff Podcast Network. Why can't I not say podcast? 
Hello, I'm Gerald Farrelly. And I'm Neve Kavanagh. And we have been friends for a very long time. And that is what we are offering you on our new podcast, Agony Rants. If you need a support group and want to tell us a secret. Or if you need someone to champion you or just cheer you up. Or maybe even some advice. On how to burn down a house or blow up your life or get revenge. So send your secrets, stories and problems to agonyrants at gmail.com. Agony Rants, coming soon to the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Sounds a little suggestive, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, it was a little bit. It's very Cadbury's Caramel Bunny. <laughs> well, wasn't that a fun episode? We just, you know, we've had an amazing time down in Wicklow. Uh, join us next week where we will be down in West Cork. Really looking forward to that. But thank you very much for li- taking the time to listen to us today, folks. We are back next week with more tales and adventures of the culinary landscape. And thank you to our wonderful sponsors, Hop House 13. They're what's hopping and where that's banging. Get the facts, be drink aware, and visit drinkaware.ie. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.